How's it going, everyone? This is Greg Ferris, the founder of MyoBrain. You're listening to another episode of the MyoBrain podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing fitness value, hopefully giving you guys some insight on the cost of very common sort of gyms, memberships, things like that, uh, and discussing a little bit of what I think kind of the best value is and hoping that'll help you make a more informed decision with sort of what avenue you want to go towards with your fitness journey. Uh, before we jump into the episode, uh, you're, you're probably aware of this, but we do offer online consulting. So you can look at all those packages at myobrain.com backslash consulting. We just had our fourth coach join on with us. His name is Jesse Hill. So again, it's very cool to see our team growing. Again, we do nutrition, sorry, we do nutrition consulting, which is what we're mostly known for, and also some exercise consulting. So all of that is broken down as far as what those plans are. Um, again, you can contact me at myobraincoaching at gmail.com if you have any specific questions. Also give us a follow on Instagram at myobrain. Okay, those are all the plugs. So before we get started in this um, episode as well, on our Instagram page, and also there will be a link uh, in the show notes of the podcast, there will be an infographic that I created for this podcast, breaking down the price per visit at a lot of these locations, okay? So it will be nice for you to have that pulled up, or at least be aware of that image as we talk about this, right? So that image is based upon... I did about three or four locations at where I'm located at, Oklahoma City, an unlimited membership, and also doing the actual gym 20 times per month, so about five times a week. That's how I standardized it, so I could kind of compare apples to apples. I also didn't provide any context on discounts like family discounts or military, student um uh, punch cards, any of that stuff. They could obviously change the price. That would have taken forever, right? So the simplest thing to do would just be unlimited classes about five times a week. Um, that's what these prices are based off of. So if you're looking at that graphic, that will make sense. Uh, the, the categories I put the gyms into were CrossFit, circuit training. Circuit training was like um, Orange Theory, essentially. Uh, a few other ones that were very similar to that. Cycle classes like Cycle Bar, Soul Yoga. There's one locally called Moxie Ride. Boot camps, luxury commercial gyms, yoga classes, and a general commercial gym. And the graph just has, again, price per visit. The most expensive one being CrossFit, about $8.50 per visit. And the general commercial gym being the cheapest one at about $180 per visit, assuming 20 visits per month. Okay, so... That would be very helpful to go through. And then also I'm going to discuss some with with those, those categories, um, kind of what you can use to decide the own value for yourself, right? Kind of with those, I think, six or seven different things that I uh, laid out as far as the price per visit what's most important to you and then based upon that maybe what be it maybe a smart decision for you okay and i really put this together because i i generally do cross it most of the time i'll jump into a little bit of yoga stuff um and sort of researching this topic i went and did a few orange theory classes i've done six or seven cycle classes now I've been to like the commercial, like the high-end commercial gyms and obviously like the lower-end entry-level commercial gyms. The only thing I haven't done is an actual like traditional boot camp class as far as like the experience with these things. Um, but again, I've had good experience with all of these things. I've been into fitness for a while, done just about everything. And I wanted to kind of put together 
numerically kind of how expensive these were because as I've the longer I've been into fitness it's been very weird how it's become very very expensive to get into the door of these things um, it used to be the the norm where almost like it was 50 bucks a month and you got a spa and you got a lift and there were treadmills and all these things but as, as group training has gotten popular the past few years um, obviously and, and with instructors having to be paid and, and all of those things uh, the, the prices of a lot of these things have also exponentially increased right now people are paying 200 bucks a month to go work out somewhere and they may be doing that to do you know crossfit then also be doing yoga on the side then also doing some punch cards of the cycle class and maybe it's three or four hundred bucks a month they're spending on exercise right so i wanted to give again anyone listening to the podcast some of our followers some advice on sort of what i think the best value is based upon um, their kind of goals their personality all of those things okay so with those well i have seven different types of gyms I'm going to discuss um, as far as deciding for yourself based on what do you value sort of my recommendations for you okay so what I have down is flexibility and what I mean by that is sort of like time flexibility and also the flexibility kind of do your own thing I have variety I have amenities those would be things like childcare, spas um, sort of luxury items um, things like that uh, accountability, which obviously is a huge thing with group nowadays. And the first, the fifth thing would be, I put down exercise personality, which would be essentially working out with a group or as an individual. Okay. So with those five things in mind, um, I'll kind of get a breakdown, think with, with our population, what I think kind of the best value is. So the first comparison, and this is probably the, the biggest battle that I see currently with with my clients, um, if I had to put my clients as far as like our nutrition clients of what they do for exercise, it's number one, CrossFit, number two, Orange Theory. So I wanna kind of compare those two things. So generally speaking, CrossFit is quite a bit more strength oriented, right? Most of the time you do a CrossFit class or join a CrossFit gym, you're squatting, you're deadlifting, relatively heavy, whatever whatever is heavy for you, but it's the stimulus is meant to be heavy. Um, you may be some Olympic weightlifting, which I'm generally not in agreement with for 99% of people, um, but that, that, that stimulus is there. The heavy lifting stuff is there. The volume isn't super high. It's usually like one lift a day, um, maybe like three lifts a week sort of a thing, but it is some stimulus with strength. And the opposite end of that, Orange Theory is much more endurance oriented. It's, it's circuit training. It's a couple of minutes of this, transition to a couple of minutes of that. Um, you're really not going to get much of a strength or hypertrophy stimulus from that style of training. It's just pretty much endurance work. Um, so that's really the, the, the biggest deciding factor. I think someone should could compare those two things. Both of them have a community vibe to them. You're obviously getting the same accountability, meaning like there's a 12 o'clock class. So it helps people like if they're on their lunch break, they know their friends are gonna be there at noon. It's easier for them to show up, right? The accountability factor is big with those two um, uh, services, right? So I would generally just say if someone's more apt to, to enjoy the strength side of things, they'll probably enjoy CrossFit a bit more. And if they tend to just really, really enjoy endurance stuff and does, don't really have an appetite for strength work, they would enjoy Orange Theory. I'm not saying that like 
physiologically one is better than the other because I think both of them are missing pretty key components and have pretty big flaws in them. But generally speaking, that's what I could see being the deciding factor. The other big one for me, so again, that would just essentially be um, the exercise uh, variety there. Just be a little bit more in CrossFit doing strength and conditioning work. The Orange Theory is pretty much just endurance uh, conditioning work, right? The other category as far as comparing CrossFit to Orange Theory would be the flexibility. And this is really going to depend upon the location that you're at with CrossFit. So generally speaking of what I saw with my little bit of research on Orange Theory was that there's a lot of classes per day. Um, I live in not, not a big city at all, but there's usually between like 10 and 12 classes a day at the locations I saw at Orange Theory. And it's pretty much like every hour. It's like 530, 630, 730, 9, 11, 12. Like more than likely you're gonna be able to find a time to do a class, right? Some CrossFit gyms are like this. Um, the one that I train at, thankfully, is like this. Where there's a ton of classes throughout the day. It's actually every 30 minutes they run during certain certain times of the day. So, very unlikely you're not going to find a time for you to get into a class. Other gyms, though, um, can have as little as like five classes. I've seen they do like two in the morning, one at, at like a lunchtime, and then two in the afternoon. Right. So again, if that's an issue for you and say you're a person that doesn't get off of work super consistently, um, you know, you have to you have kid obligations and things like that where you can't just guarantee you're going to be at the gym at five o'clock all the time. That's a big deciding factor, too, on maybe which CrossFit gym you join or if you want to do the CrossFit or Orange Theory. Again, if you're going to do a CrossFit gym, I would highly recommend searching out for a gym that has a variety of classes if that's um, kind of the lifestyle you're in. So again, if, if they only have a 5 and a 6.30 and you get off of work at 5.15, you don't want to sit at the gym for an hour before you can allowed to exercise, right? That's that's a little ridiculous, okay? So those are the, the two things I think, um, strength versus endurance, and then also the time flexibility, which again would depend upon location with um, the CrossFit gym. The like amenities and um, things like that, again, I think are pretty low at each of these. Um, I'm also comparing these, if you look at the graph, they're very similar as far as their price point. I averaged out CrossFit to be eight and a half dollars a class and Orange Theory to be $8 a class, so pretty much the same. Um, but again, there's not gonna be a ton of amenities with each of these things. It's essentially get in, get out. There's not a lot of uh, bonus things you're doing, like a more commercial gym where you have you know, pools and, and things like that. So you're pretty much just doing their methodology, whether it's CrossFit or whether it's Orange Theory. Um, not a lot of bonuses there. They're both very high in accountability. They're both obviously group exercises. Um, I guess one other thing to touch upon with CrossFit too would be the fact that, again, this is from gym to gym dependent. Um, when you're doing Orange Theory, uh, you have to do a class, right? You have to show up at 12 and you're doing the 12 to 1245 or the 12 to 130 or however long the class is. Um, and that's what you're doing versus some gyms, again, like the gym that I will train at, um, does have classes and open gym times. So you can do a class from 12 to 1. And if you want to do 20 extra minutes of bench press afterwards, you can. More than likely you can at my gym, right? 90% of the time you're, you're able to. Um, again, if you want to just completely do your own thing for two hours, you don't have to jump into a class as long as you're kind of being respectful of their, their space. And obviously certain times of the day, 
are more free than others, right? But there is that flexibility versus I'm not aware of any orange theory that allows just random times for you to do your own thing in there. Um, again, that's dependent upon location. A lot of CrossFit gyms do not allow any open gym at all. It is pretty much just, just the classes. So again, the number of class times and the flexibility of open gym or not, I really think makes CrossFit either a good or bad value. If a CrossFit gym is 175 a month and there are five classes a day and there's no open gym, that's a really tough sell as far as a good fitness value in my opinion. On the other hand, if it's 175 a month and it's open gym 12 to 14 hours a day, um, it has 10 to 12 different classes. Obviously, there's other things with instruction and things like that that, that come into play. But that's a much easier sell for me, again, to say that's a good value, right? So hopefully that kind of helps, again, depending upon where you fall on those spectrums of flexibility with your time, with your uh, with your want to of individuality of stuff, and also strength versus endurance, so what I think would be a better value for you uh, with those two, okay? So that would be kind of the, the best way to compare gr the group model. Um, as far as the individual model, which would be, again, you're not working out in a group hardly ever. Uh, I think the luxury gym option that I selected is probably going to be the vet, the best uh, value. And I put down really the for a lot of pretty much all of those reasons. The time flexibility is much higher on a, a luxury gym. The one I looked at um, in Oklahoma City, I think was like 4 a.m. to midnight. So it's pretty much 24 seven. It's very common for a lot of those commercial gyms to be open uh, 24 seven. So obviously that's much higher than any CrossFit gym. Any group um, thing is not going to be open that much to my knowledge. Um, also the variety, right? At a luxury gym, a lot of luxury gyms, you can lift weights. There are like ability to do endurance stuff on your own. A lot of them will have endurance stuff as a group, like cycling classes, rowing classes, running classes. Some of them do have an upcharge for that. So it may, be, it may push the luxury gym up a little bit in, in value. Um, but again, that, that opportunity is there to get a lot more variety. You can swim as far as another form of exercise there. So if, again, for a lot of the luxury gyms, um, there's pretty much nothing you can't do exercise oriented there. A lot of them will have basketball courts, things like that, just for like fun exercise or things to do as a cool down that are, are not going to be available at a cycle class or orange theory, things like that. So the variety is, is very, very high. Also the amenities is much higher at those places. Again, the corporate gyms are going to have things like spas. They're going to have locker rooms. Um, some of the, um, group things do have showers but again there may be like one or two showers available and there's 15 people in a noon class it's kind of hard to organize that um, versus a luxury gym is going to have endless showers for you to kind of use there um, a lot of luxury gyms will have like food smoothie options not that they're always the best but again it is a service they provide you're obviously paying more money for that but it is another convenient thing um, and then also I comparing the luxury gym value over the commercial, sorry, the, what did I call it? The, um, general commercial gym, which was obviously the, the cheapest at just under two bucks per visit, um, was like equipment. So I've trained it definitely in, uh, in college, I trained at a very luxury gym. I forgot exactly what it was. It was probably like 
think it was around like 70 ish a month for a student. So it's probably like 100 to 125. This is in a small college town. Um, so it's very expensive for like a, a gym like that. But the equipment was crazy nice. Anything new, um, sorry, any new equipment they had, um, just like really obscure things you wouldn't find at other gyms was really nice. Um, you, you weren't feeling like unsafe with, with certain movements. If it was like a machine of like, is this thing going to break on me? Um, like the, for me, I was doing powerlifting at the time. So like the barbells were very nice. Um, they weren't like super OCD about like chalk and things like that. So again, that's, a, that's another thing with just the equipment is going to be generally much, much nicer at one of these luxury gyms. The, the one that recently opened up in Oklahoma City has like Alico barbells on their squat racks. And those are like a thousand dollar barbells. A little bit ridiculous to like have those just laying around for anybody to use. But that's kind of the point of like everything there is very, very nice. The boxes to do box jumps, the kettlebells, all of those things are, are uh, the equipment is, is certainly what you pay for uh, a part of that service, right? The only really downside I see with those luxury gyms are kind of dealing with all the corporate crap, right? They want to charge you like four bucks for a towel after your shower and they're trying to sell you on these personal training packages and hey have you heard about our detox tea and i'm making some generalities here but if you've been to a commercial or a, a luxury gym you kind of understand that general vibe they're just kind of uh and again this is going to differ from a location oklahoma city versus la versus houston versus montana it's, it's there are probably the same exact chain is going to be good and bad versus the actual people working there, right? So you can't really judge, I went to X gym in X town and they were like this, therefore I'm never going to that gym ever again. That's a little bit ridiculous. Same thing with CrossFit. I tell people all the time, it's super hard for me to recommend CrossFit because the experience you get in at this gym and the experience you get 10 miles away could be massively different. Right. So I can recommend a location to do CrossFit at, but I couldn't recommend just like the general methodology or like, yeah, go do CrossFit somewhere. It's going to be fine. Right. It's the same exact thing with a luxury gym. Some of them are probably going to have very, like, they're not pushy at all. They're going to be like, hey, it's a towel. I don't need to charge you four bucks for this. Um, but other ones will be a little bit more aggressive on that, I'm sure. So that's the downside of that. Um, the also the, the downside too, depending upon again your location and what time you work out, is sort of like the equipment availability, right? If you're if you are going to if you're working out at Monday at five o'clock and there you're trying to back squat, it's probably not going to be the easiest thing to do at a gym like that. Um, that could definitely be a a uh, downside to if you're going to a CrossFit gym at five o'clock, they should have a spot for, and there's a class you pay for, they should have a spot for you to actually work out. Um, touching upon that a little bit too with, with the, uh, the group aspect of things as far as why I think looking for a good value in with um, uh, CrossFit would be gyms and their class sizes. So some, again, this is, this is a little bit independent from each location, but some CrossFit gyms will do, um, like they'll cap at like 10 people a class or 15 people a class, and they will not allow anybody else in there. And that may have to do with how much equipment they have, or how much space they have, or what I think is probably most important, just the ability for one instructor to really help that many individuals. 
it's it's kind of naive to think that there's 30 people in a class doing overhead squats that one instructor can really help very many people, right? So we're looking at a value. That's something I also look at with a gym like that is, hey, if I go to this class, am I actually going to get help with my technique on something, especially if you're a beginner, or am I just going to be working out with a whole bunch of people and someone is essentially supervising me and, and so my cheerleader, right? Um, so that's, again, I would generally say that um, looking at gyms that cap classes or that generally just have smaller groups is going to be much better for beginners and really some better value for anybody in general. So you're insured, like there's space for you to work out, there's equipment for you to work out. And it's not like, oh, we were going to do back squats, but we don't have any more barbells. So you're going to use a kettlebell and you're paying the same as much money as everybody else using a barbell, right? That can be kind of a, a tough situation to put yourself in, right? Um, but that's essentially my my spiel on the luxury gyms. Um, again, if if the variety isn't of use for you, like if you just want to squat, bench, and deadlift and overhead press, you could care less about a spa or a swim. And that the commercial, the general commercial gym, um, still has really good hours and the equipment is still reliable. Then maybe the luxury gym isn't the best value for you, and just the much much cheaper general commercial gym, which I put down at you know one point eight. $1.80 per class. A lot of those are like 30, 40 bucks a month. Very, very cheap. Um, could still be a really good deal for you. Okay. Um, so I pretty much touched on CrossFit, circuit training, luxury commercial gym, and then general commercial gym. So now we have cycle class, boot camp, and yoga class. Um, I would pretty much just put boot camp in a very similar category as general circuit training, Orange Theory, and CrossFit. Um, again, it's, it's going to be hard to recommend these um, from location to location because it's going to be a huge different variety. Um, from what I've seen on the boot camp stuff, it's a little bit closer to Orange Theory, meaning it's very endurance-based, very circuit-based, not very strength-oriented. So again, if like price is a something that you're very worried about and maybe you have like a, a couple of friends that does something like that and really it's going to be that versus nothing for you then maybe that's a good uh, decision to choose over orange theory um again the, the equipment access at those places can be fine to like really bad um depending upon where you're going uh but again i would if you're kind of in your if you're trying to decide your time of exercise like i want to do an endurance in a group it's probably going to be a more boot camp style versus more circuit sorry versus more uh, orange theory circuit style and you're pretty much just paying for nicer equipment probably a better instructor, um, uh, probably a lot more workout time available um, with the circuit, with the Orange Theory type. And then the boot camp is going to be a little bit cheaper, but more than likely your instructor is not going to be as knowledgeable. Again, I'm generalizing. There are plenty of boot camp instructors that are better than Orange Theory instructors, but on average, right? Um, and then probably just not as nice of equipment and probably fewer times for you to actually take a class, right? So that's kind of my spiel on boot camp. Um, it's it's in the middle. If you look at the graph, as far as the value, it's going to be probably in that hundred to one twenty five a month on uh, on the value. So it's again pretty much in the middle of the really high end CrossFit. Um, uh, um, Orange Theory is the more expensive and, and not so expensive like a commercial gym, okay? Uh, I generally would say, though, it's definitely not a better value than a luxury commercial gym considering that 
Um, it kind of has all the bad components of the group things without the good components of the uh, individual things like the, the luxury commercial gyms, okay? Um, so that really just leaves the cycle class and yoga class. So I actually think, and again, this isn't a knock on people that do this. It's, it's definitely just a personal decision. I actually really like generally um like the cycle classes but again if you're picking one thing to do i do think that's probably the worst value um so it's in it's the third most expensive on the six seven that i listed at seven dollars a class for the unlimited doing it 20 times a week and i'll kind of discuss why i think it's generally the worst value again this is this is not a knock on it it's just um kind of what it is right uh, so obviously the variety is very, very low. You're just cycling. Um, you're, you're getting no strength work. You're getting no movement work. Um, there's some sort of community in it, but not really during the exercise. You have to be really focused and the music is super loud. You're pretty much just pedaling the bike the whole time and not exactly like chatting with people between sets. Um, obviously it, it's a I think it's a very good workout, right? But you're comparing it to a lot of different other things. I do think the value just drops down because of the variety and just lack of variety, uh, especially considering that some of those higher in cycle things can be 125, 150, 160 a month. A lot of the luxury gyms will provide that along with their membership. Um, and you get the weights and you get the pool and you get the spa and you get all that stuff, right? And it's like, Again, the times won't be as good. Maybe there's only going to be two cycle classes um, a week at more of a luxury gym. Again, just a, just a guess. So maybe it's only like Tuesday, Thursday afternoons, or maybe it's Tuesday mornings and, and Thursday nights or something like that. Um, so you have to be more specific when you're doing it. But again, it's still probably a service available. And if you don't mind working out as an individual, those bikes are always there to do workouts in, right? So... Unless you just really, really like cycling and um, again, it's, it's kind of a communal thing to do with your friends, I think there's just much, much better value out there from a fitness perspective. Again, the luxury gym, um, you could have a luxury gym and then have a group of friends. You guys all do that stuff on Tuesday mornings at the gym, right? You kind of just hold yourself accountable. You don't, you don't always need an instructor there to be telling you to go 80 RPMs to get a good workout in, right? You can the accountability that a lot of people are seeking and some of the group stuff can still be how within your social circle without having to pay a massive upcharge for that, right? Um, so I do think that's probably the worst value. And then um, somewhat similar to yoga, I really can't put yoga in the same category because very few people that I know do yoga as a sole form of exercise. It is usually a accessory to something else or at the very least they're they're doing something else like maybe they're doing crossfit three times a week and they do yoga five or six days a week right because um, it's just not the same sort of physical demand versus doing cycling in the morning and crossfit in the afternoon which is very very demanding right um, when you also look at the graphic um, the yoga class i have down is just under six bucks a class and the cycle is seven bucks a class. So it's a little bit a, a dollar more expensive to be doing that unlimited. Um, so again, that's why I think it's a little bit better value. Obviously the variety is still very low there um, with um, you're just doing yoga. There's no lifting, there's no endurance work and things like that. Um, there's still, I think a decent communal um, 
thing to to yoga probably very similar to orange theory you're not chatting with people during yoga but before class after class meeting people that's probably very similar to a cycle class so i think it's slightly better value than um cycling because it's just less expensive um and also kind of rolling that into why I think the luxury gym is probably the best value for people wanting to work out as an individual. Um, again, a lot of luxury gyms, the one that I trained at in college, again, have yoga classes there. Again, maybe the instructor isn't as good. Maybe the times aren't as frequent, but it's still an offering that's there. And again, that's why I think the luxury gym for individuals is great because you could do your lifting stuff. You can do cycling and you could do yoga, which is essentially like three different memberships. Um, so it just has a very, very big variety. And most of the luxury gyms, ironically enough, are sometimes cheaper than each of those things individually at other places, right? Um, and it's kind of like a personal bias for me. I'm, I'm generally, um, most of the time of the year, I'm at an unlimited CrossFit membership. So the most expensive thing on my list, and then we'll do like a punch card for yoga, which ends up being, uh, I think it was, I can't tip the top of my head. I think it's around seven bucks, seven or eight bucks a class. So it ends up being pretty much what cycling or orange theory would be per class. I do the punch card because I'm not the most consistent with it. Um, so if I do like a four times a month or an eight times a month or an unlimited, it wouldn't be a great value for me because I'm not going to be doing yoga three or four times a week. I just don't want to do that. Um, so that's my own personal bias as far as what I currently do. Um, I, think I know a lot of people do multiple of these, whether they do CrossFit unlimited and then like a four times a month cycle bar or again, CrossFit and, and uh, maybe they'll do CrossFit and do a luxury gym so they can like be in air conditioning to do bench press a few times a week or again luxury gyms most of them have like daycare so they may be able to do a few times a week at crossfit and a few times a week at a luxury gym obviously that becomes more expensive if you're stacking these things on top of each other obviously we i run a fitness company i'm not um trying to discourage people from doing more exercise right this was just more about um trying to see that the value of each one of these and then kind of making a decision of Hey, if I am going to do two different things, what's kind of what makes sense for me to do two different things? Like, can I do, um, uh, you know, the luxury commercial gym so I can get my lifting stuff in? I can swim and I can chill in the spa, but I really don't like the yoga instructors there. And it's really only in the mornings. I'm not a morning person, so I'm also going to do yoga, right? Or it's like, I really like the communal aspect of CrossFit, um, but we lift a ton. I don't get any sort of like endurance work. So I'm going to do CrossFit and do cycle bar twice a week, right? It kind of can help you again, I think, make a more informed decision based upon what your goals are. Again, if you prefer, if like accountability is super high for you and you're this person that's not going to work out as an individual, it's going to be more expensive, but something like CrossFit, Orange Theory, Cycle, where there's a group there supporting you is going to be, that's a part of the money you're paying for that, right? Is the instructor to be there, not just to teach you things, but also just they have to pay that instructor, right? So it's going to be more expensive than doing the same exact thing at a luxury gym uh, by yourself, right? Um, and yeah, so currently that's what I do. I kind of do a hybrid of CrossFit and yoga. Um, I did, uh, I did like a five punch of cycle bar and it's like, it's fine. It's just kind of like not my cup of tea with the, um, 
instructor vibe there. It's very um, like peppy. Um, and I just don't really like that with my exercise. I just want to kind of exercise and I'm self-motivated enough. I don't need someone yelling at me, telling me, you know, it's your time to shine sort of a thing. Uh, again, nothing against people that kind of like that or enjoy that. It's just, again, it's not my cup of tea. I'd rather just be left alone. Um, so I really like the workouts of cycle class. Really, if I could have like one piece of equipment in my home, it'd probably be a spin bike. Um, I really, really like that. It's low impact. It's a good leg burn. You can kind of do it really hard. You can do it more for endurance. I really, really like cycling. It's just the classes with the price. And again, just the vibe is not my vibe in there. Um, but I ha have done that a little bit. I've never consistently done Orange Theory or boot camp. And then when I did powerlifting, I was in a mix of luxury and general commercial gyms. Um, probably once I'm done, not probably, when I am done with like trying to be more competitive side of CrossFit, there's like a 99% chance I will move into a more luxury commercial gym. Just because I again, I think that's for me personally, when I don't need the accountability to be, I don't need someone there at noon to make sure I show up. Um, that's just the best value for me to get a big variety of things. Uh, CrossFit's definitely opened up me to the idea of, I don't just have to back squat and deadlift. Like I can back squat on Mondays, then run on Tuesdays, then do some mixed modal, you know, CrossFit uh, in quotation stuff on Wednesday and also some like strict gymnastics on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I can do like a really easy spin bike and like watch a favorite move me, movie. CrossFit really opened up my eyes to having more variety in my routine, more so than it did of like doing burpees and thrusters and ripping your hands and all that stuff. I think that's the more competitive side of CrossFit and people get that mixed up in like, I think generally what you should learn from the CrossFit movement was that it's okay if I don't just squat sort of a thing. Um, hopefully more people get that. And I hope more people, um, again, if you like the communal group aspect of that, you may always want to be in a sort of a group class. I do think there are limitations to that as far as like, if everyone is back squatting on Monday and you're all doing three sets of three, like, what if Jackie's back hurts and what if Tom, you know, really wants to push his squat up this month, but they're only doing squats on Mondays, right? Like there's always gonna be limitations to, to a one size fits all, which despite what anyone tells you, that's what a group class is. You're all doing the same exact thing, um, despite probably having different goals. And again, like you, you kind of, you have to, you have to, take away from something. If you're going to be in a group experience, you, uh, you gain the accountability of being in a group and maybe you gain um, the consistency of doing that, but then you take away, obviously, the individuality of doing that, whether it be the time you're working out or the actual type of workout you're doing. And the flip side of that, if you're doing your own solo thing, you, you increase the individuality. If your back hurts and you were supposed to do back squats with people, you can just do pull-ups instead, right? Still can get a good workout in. You can do pull-ups and ride a bike and go home. You don't have to like just push through your back pain. Um, but then on the flip side, what's, what decreases is if you're feeling kind of sore and no one's there to like push you and you show up to the gym and you kind of do a few sets of squats, you're like whatever, I'm going home, right? So if you need that push really consistently, it could be worth it. If not, then maybe the individual approach. Again, I kind of think a luxury gym is probably the best value because you can do the most variety there. So 
Um, that's my spiel, guys. Hopefully the graphic uh, was helpful. Kind of hopefully just my general thoughts on my experience. Obviously, I work with hundreds and hundreds of people that I've definitely worked with people who are in all seven of these categories as far as what they've done for exercise. And I've heard what they like about it, what they don't like about it. I've seen what people get hurt doing, what they don't get hurt doing, what they get burnt out with and all that stuff. And that kind of plays into my general thoughts on what I think is best for people. And obviously, there's no... I, I really despise people who are like, you should do this because this is the best thing, right? Like, that's so dumb. <laughs> um, there's a, there's, I just listed seven different areas that you can exercise in and all of those could be good options for people depending upon your goals and your lifestyle and all of those things. It's more about making a good decision based upon that, not just saying that like, oh, you got to do CrossFit or like, oh, cycle burns the most calories, right? Like, it's a little more complicated than that. And again, hopefully this discussion was helpful. So uh, that's it, guys. Um, again, follow us on Instagram for more good information at MyoBrain. Trying to get more consistent with these podcasts, but a little bit more work. And sometimes I'm not sure what the topics are. Um, but we got some good feedback from other coaches and other people on, on this topic. And again, something that I've generally been interested in recently as I've um, just, again, gotten a, a bigger variety of clients and looked at sort of like what things are, are um, priced at and like, man, it's kind of expensive for one cycle class and for one yoga class and all that. So I wanted to crunch the numbers and kind of put together some thoughts on um, uh, generally what I think is a good value for people. So that's it, guys. Again, uh, you can check out our website at myobrain.com backslash consulting. We do individual prescription for people, um, both nutrition and for exercise programming. We just had our fourth coach on. Very excited about that. If you guys have any other suggestions for podcasts, any questions for me, always free to email me at myobraincoaching at gmail.com. And until next time, see you guys.